Put the blame on Maine, boy. Put the blame on Maine. Welcome to the midweek edition of Canada's Pinball Podcast with Canada and Craig Bobby is going to be joining us today. No, wait, wait. Craig's nowhere to be found. Okay, might be no midweek show this week from Craig Bobby. Uh oh. What is he going to talk about? Well, he's probably going to listen to this show and then get content for his show. So here's what we're going to do on Canada's Pinball Podcast. We're going to give you what's going on in the pinball world. We're going to do it in a snackable, digestible way. Have you seen like the shows lately are getting so long again? I mean, I want to listen to Christopher Franchi interview Zombie Yeti two and a half hours long. Two and a half hours long. Now, you should never have to decide between whether or not you're going to watch a movie or listen to a pinball podcast. And here's the crazy part. It's two and a half hours long, and it's only part one of his interview with Zombietti. Well, seriously, how could you make... How can you make a pinball podcast where it is longer than the Ten Commandments movie? I mean, seriously, what's going on? Everyone needs to stop. Stop saying so much and just get to the point like we're going to do right now. So let's start off with something that's starting to make the rounds in the dark alleys of the pinball gossip mill. And that is that there is an image of Barry O, designer, pinball designer extraordinaire Barry O, There is a picture floating around of Barry from a Halloween party from 2014 in which Barry is in blackface. And if you talk about a bad time to have a photo like this surfacing out in the world, uh, and I think they just need to get ahead of it, and I think Barry needs to apologize and do the due diligence and get in front of this thing because it will become a PR nightmare for Deep Root Pinball if they don't get in front of this thing. And so I look for Barry to make some sort of response. I don't think this photo has been circulated, really. I don't think a lot of people have seen it. I've seen it. He's dressed like a pimp. He's wearing like a gold chain with a dollar bill symbol. He's fanning out money. He's in this like bright purple sequence Halloween costume. And it was six years ago. So unfortunately, unfortunately in today's cancel culture, and I'm not, I'm not making excuses for this. Like I don't think it's ever appropriate for anyone to ever go blackface ever. I don't, I don't care what outfit idea you're thinking of doing. If you're going to go as the Black Panther for Halloween and you're white, don't paint your face black. Okay, just don't do it. You don't see African-American people painting their faces white when they go as Superman for, for Halloween, okay? It's just a stupid decision, and I think it goes to show. It's like people make moves like this when they don't have diverse friends, when they don't have diverse people at a party like that, and and there's just never an apology for it. So I, I don't even want to hear the people say like, well, you know, don't be so sensitive, just laugh it off. No, that's not how it's supposed to work. You're just not supposed to do the stupid thing. So I think they should get in front of this. I think Barry should make a statement and I think they should put it behind them. It's six years ago, um, but it's going to resurface. I mean, we're seeing it now in today's cancel culture. Now, I am not one of these people who doesn't allow people to apologize and say, I'm sorry for doing this. It was a stupid thing. I shouldn't have done it and it won't ever happen again. I mean, you you have to kind of do that. You, You just can't ignore it. Uh, but you also have to forgive people if they apologize for stupid stuff too. And, and I think that's the real issue right now is that people are going are going to be very reluctant to do that. So I implore you, if he does the right thing and they say the right thing, that you also have it in you to forgive 
this obvious lapse of judgment on Barrio's part, okay? Because we're in this hobby not to not to talk about this stuff. We don't want this to be part of the hobby. I don't want John Trudeau to be a pedophile weirdo creep. If you've seen that mugshot of him smiling, it's disgusting. I put it on my Facebook page. I, I, I You don't want any of that. We come to this hobby to have pinball fun. We come to this hobby to have these guys design games that we enjoy. We don't want to. Well, you don't want to when we go to buy a pinball machine, have to really juggle who the person is versus what they create in pinball. But unfortunately, that's been the case since I've been following this hobby. I mean, a lot of these designers have a lot of baggage associated with them. They have a lot of things that are happening in their personal lives that would definitely impact, definitely impact people's desire to own something they create. And I don't know what it is about the pinball world, but it definitely seems to attract people that have a lot of skeletons in their closet, got a lot of issues that they need to figure out in their personal lives, and it always comes up. It always comes up to bite these people in the pinball hobby, and so for a lot of you out there, you don't really get exposed to it. You just want to play the games, but I I have to say, I would have a hard time owning a game by a guy that has been convicted of having child pornography, and I get what people say, like, well, a lot of people worked on the Ghostbusters game. So, so what? So what? So what? I know it's unfortunate, but it just so happens that the guy that was leading this game is that guy. So look, for me, I wouldn't own it. For some of you out there, it's not so much of a problem or it is a problem, but you really don't care and you want to show your support to the other people who worked on the game. And I understand that as well. I understand that as well. So we'll see what happens with this story. I fully expect this photo will end up on Pinside and then that's going to blow up. It's going to happen. There is no way you can keep stuff on the internet from from not spreading, from not being shared. There's just nothing you can do. And and if you have stuff that you don't want out there, uh, good luck. If it gets screen grabbed and shared, there's nothing you can do. There's nothing you can do but get in front of it. All right, so what else is going on on Pinball this week on the midweek show not featuring Craig Bobby? Okay, so the next thing is Heavy Metal. This game got revealed by Stern Pinball this week, and I don't think in all of my years covering pinball that a game release has made me feel so numb as heavy metal. I just feel nothing. I feel absolutely nothing. I feel like this game is the easiest game for me to make up my mind not to buy it. This game will keep my money in my wallet greater than any other game ever released. It is absolutely insane that this game is 8300 bucks. I'm not even making this up. $8300 for this game that's a cheap game to begin with. It's Stern's basic Star Wars home pin. And then it's like a, a, an art package that doesn't even look good. It's got nothing in it. It's got DMDs. This game looks like it's worth 5000 at most. At most. I mean, think about it. Stern Pro has way more in it than this does. And this is 8300 bucks. And I'm so tired of people saying like, well, this is a contract game. This isn't Stern putting that price on it. It's the it's the license holder that put $8,300 on, onto the price tag. You got to be kidding me that Stern is not consulting with them and, and giving them advice on where to price the game. The problem is at $8,300, they're not going to sell any of these. I'd be surprised if they sell 50 of these things. They suck. And if you're a fan of heavy metal, there's nothing here for you to like. It doesn't even use the art style that you remember that you loved in the comics. And then it doesn't have any of the iconic songs from the movie. Like it almost, 
succeeds in appealing to none of the two fan bases of heavy metal. This game is going to be a colossal failure. A colossal failure. And what benefit is it to Stern to go with these license holders and make these products that are going to be laughed at? Absolutely laughed at. I mean, this thing is a joke. And I know all of you feel that way. It's not even worth any more of our airtime. Here's what we're not going to see. We're not going to see people talking about this game. We're not going to see people unboxing this game. It is just going to be a forgotten game. Oh, yeah, remember, like five years from now, remember, like, oh, yeah, like heavy metal. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. Yep, absolutely. Chuck this up there with Primus. Chuck this up there with the Paps Blue Ribbon game. This is just another one of these like stupid games that are not needed and nobody wants it. Nobody wants it. So boring. So boring. All right. Ninja Turtle Pros are on the line. There was a great photo that Jared shared on, on Facebook of all the manufacturing going on around Ninja Turtles. Now, if you're in on a Ninja Turtle Pro, you can expect to get your game any day now. I think the pros are shipping this week. It always is a great site. It always is a great sight to see when Stern turns on their manufacturing, what a colossal juggernaut they are. I mean, there's just rows and rows in games. There's cabinets stacked on top of cabinets. They, they don't just make one game or 10 games or 50. They, just, they make hundreds of games a week. And it really is a sight to behold whenever Stern turns it on. Now, I know everyone is thinking the same thing I'm thinking. We're just thinking one thing. What's the quality of these games? The first people that unbox these games, people are going to go over those play fields with a microscope. And if we see any pooling, if we see any ribbing, and if we see terrible cratering on these pros, that's going to spell a lot of problems for people who are in on Ellie's and premiums of Ninja Turtles because that's the final thing. That's the final thing is people just want to make sure the quality is there. But otherwise, otherwise, the Zombietti art package is incredible. There's a lot in this game. This game is super fun. I still think, if you ask me, it should have had the 80s cartoon in it. I think this is Stern's new approach to go cheap on everything you like. Think about it like this. If Stern made a modern version of He-Man or Transformers or G.I. Joe, right? If they based a modern game on the cartoon show you loved from the 80s, imagine getting a Transformers 80s version pinball machine today from Stern and they didn't use clips from the TV show back in the day. They animated it like they did with Ninja Turtles. You can't tell me that more people wouldn't be outraged that they replaced the iconic cartoon we loved with this new animated style. And I think Ninja Turtles gets a little bit of a pass because people just don't remember the show as much as maybe Transformers or G.I. Joe or He-Man. But it shouldn't because if you're a diehard Ninja Turtle fan, don't you want the show that you grew up loving and watching? And don't you want the voices from those shows in these clips? And you can't tell me Stern couldn't afford to go get those voices and, and those clips. And so, look, it is what it is. They did it that way. And you people have spoken. I think you're really interested in it. And I think this game's going to sell a lot for Stern Pinball. So I will, I will chalk this up as a successful game for Stern Pinball. Now, speaking of successful games, American Pinball and Hot Wheels. The stream went on this weekend with Jack Danger. There were two good videos that Zach and Greg Bone put up for Straight Down the Middle. Those three things worked together to introduce this game to people for the first time. And I must say, I was talking to a couple distributors and they said Hot Wheels sales are really good. And so that's that's a good sign. It's a good sign. Now, a lot of you out there are saying, I need to play the game. I want to see if it's fun. And you're going to make up your mind then. Problem with that 
There isn't a lot of Hot Wheels on location, and there won't be. Now, here's the question I have, because if you've looked at American Pinball, the struggle they've always had between revealing a game is fulfilling orders, and how soon can they get games out once the games are supposedly for sale? Like, we're in the middle of June right now, and if you ordered a Hot Wheels today, this is the big question, if you order it today, when are you going to get your game? Are you going to get it in July? Are you going to get it in August? Are you going to get it in September? Now, I heard through the grapevine. This is what I heard. I have sources everywhere. I heard that American Pinball only had 25 play fields and like eight sets of ramps ready to go for this game. And so I'm not sure if they have enough parts to make a lot of Hot Wheels games right now. Now, the problem is in this industry, the hype window to sell the majority of your games is 90 days. So here's my concern for American Pinball. It's not that they don't have a game that people want to order. I think if they make people wait too long to get their Hot Wheels game, the people are going to drop out of waiting for it. And so they have a window now in which they really need to you know, fire on all cylinders and get as many of these games out there as they possibly can. So we don't know how this story ends yet. But we are going to track to see how many unboxings we see and how many people that ordered this game last weekend and this week, how long it's going to take for them to get their games. Now, history has shown us that AP takes a while to fulfill orders. So we're going to see if they break that trend here. Remember, Oktoberfest was almost like they showed it, they had a bunch of games, and then it took like four or five months for people to get their games. So are we going to see that not be the case with Hot Wheels? Now, I, again, I keep hearing that Davel and the people over there, they're pretty cheap. They don't want to pay for stuff up front. They're on a very like, you know, cash basis with their vendors. I don't know what the story is. I hope we see that not be the case. I hope we see a lot of people get these games. And then the ultimate question is how many Hot Wheels do you think they're going to sell? Are they going to sell over 500? 500, I heard, is the break-even point for American Pinball. They have to sell at least 500 before they start making money. Hence the free shaker motor for the first 500 sold. I don't know. Do you see them selling a thousand of these? I, I just don't. I, I, I just, I don't know. I don't know if that's going to be the case and we'll see. We'll see the way it goes. Now, speaking of when is a game going to ship, the next game that everyone really wants information on is Guns N' Roses and Jersey Jack Pinball. And Jersey Jack Pinball continues to give us absolutely no confirmation it's Guns N' Roses and no details. And they never followed up on that innovation teaser that they put out. I think right now, I think we can call that a mistake. On the day that Ninja Turtles comes out, you put out a teaser saying Jersey Jack Pinball's got the innovation that you've been asking for, and then you never follow up on it? So what was the point of any of that? I just think that's like, it's, it's, it's kind of lame to do it that way. There was no point. There was absolutely no point. You did not give people enough information to not buy Ninja Turtles, to not buy Hot Wheels, to not seek out a Rick and Morty. So what did you accomplish in doing? Absolutely nothing. But here's what we're going to do on Canada's Pinball Podcast is I am going to give you on a weekly basis, maybe more than once a week, I am going to give you details on Guns N' Roses and I'm going to share it on my Facebook page and I'll also talk about it on the show. The first thing that I revealed on my Facebook page is that Guns N' Roses is hand-drawn artwork. 
It is illustrated drawn artwork on the game. And it's not like photorealistic artwork, kind of like a Chris Franchi. It's more like a Zombie Yeti style, okay? So that is the first GNR tease I'm going to give you. It is a beautiful art package, and you're going to be very, very happy with Guns N' Roses artwork. So I will do more of these sort of simple GNR teases moving on. If you were to ask me when is Guns N' Roses going to ship, well, the reality is this, you know, we shared the photos of the JJP factory and the first thing they're going to do is make more Willy Wonkas. And that makes total sense. Like, let's train our new workforce to make Willy Wonkas. And I think that makes sense for a few reasons. You're training people on a game that isn't really flying off the shelves right now. So they're going to learn how to put these games together. But these games are not going to be looked at under a microscope like GNR would. The last thing you want to do is make Guns N' Roses machines, this highly sought after new game. The last thing you'd want to do is make those games with a new crew who doesn't have experience working together. Because if they make mistakes, that could totally screw up all of the enthusiasm and momentum for Guns N' Roses. So might as well make some Wonkas because we all know that Wonka sales are pretty much dried up. But might as well train them to make a couple hundred Wonkas, keep them in boxes in the factory, and get them started on Wonka. So I think that's a smart move. But it also means that Guns N' Roses, like the parts and everything and the assembly line, I know it doesn't take that long to set up everything, but it does take six to eight weeks to order parts. So are all the GNR parts ordered or are they not? Now, I've been hearing that they've still been going over Guns N' Roses at the beginning of the year. So I don't know. I don't know if Pat Lawler and Eric and Brett and Leonard have said, hey, pencils down. This is the game. These are the parts. Put the order in. Has that happened yet? Does the Chicago factory have all of the parts they need to put Guns N' Roses on the line? Now, Jersey Jack could easily tell us that. We have all the parts in-house for our next game, and we expect it to go on the line in whatever. Why can't they even just tell us that? You know, it's so weird, and you're not going to be surprised. It's Guns and Roses, and then it's Toy Story. They don't have a surprise title for you for the next two years. So I think this wall of silence over what's the next title, like it doesn't make any sense. GNR is going to blow people away for a lot of reasons, but I think the reason that I'm so excited about this theme and the theme integration is it's going to be one of the greatest theme integrated pens of all time, and it's so easy to understand why. They didn't license Guns N' Roses. They didn't license the band and the songs and the imagery. Guns N' Roses is making this game with Eric. It is Slash and Eric designing this game. For that reason alone, you're going to see everything. You're going to see everything you want in this game the only thing you might not get are the music videos because they might not own the rights to all those music videos the record label might but everything else let me tell you who owns the concert footage the live concert footage of guns and roses is owned by the band that's not owned by anybody else so i fully expect to see that in there even just that alone name me another music pin any music pin in the history of music pins that has ever shown you footage live of the band footage of the band through the years. I mean, think about how awesome that would be if they had footage of Guns N' Roses from the 80s, from the 90s, from you know the 2000s to this to that. I mean, I would love it. I would love it if there was a moment in which you could be GNR from like the VMAs in 2002 and then you know all the way to Chinese Democracy back into the Not In This Lifetime tour. It would be awesome. 
I mean, you can't tell me one of the goals in this game, one of the goals in this game is not to reunite Axel with Slash. I mean, that 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 seems to make sense. It's actually the real story of Guns N' Roses. So if you were to ask me if I was betting when will we see Guns N' Roses, I think you're going to see it revealed in August, September for a September, October release. So I don't think we're going to see it anytime sooner. I hope we see it sooner, but I don't expect to. All right, finally, guys, because we're coming up on two and a half hours right now. No, it's only been like less than 20 minutes. Um, finally, Rick and Morty. So a few things on Rick and Morty. So here's the thing that I really, I really don't understand. There is one person on Pinside that always says, don't listen to Canada. Canada's an idiot. Canada's an a-hole. Can't we just like cancel this guy from the entire community? And you know him as Hilton and Wise Snow. Now, Hilton's been telling me to shut up and go away and nobody listened to me. Now, what have I done for you with Rick and Morty? Was I not the one who talked about the upper orbit shot and really worked with Scott when I interviewed him and talked to him on getting those screws removed to make that shot easier? Canada and Scott, and now what's happening? Everyone's getting that fix in the game. You know who didn't give you that fix? Was Hilton. He did nothing for that fix. Okay, so there's that. Then the scoop, the scoop reject. Okay, I've helped people figure out how to make their scoop work better. Maybe you need to add a washer. Maybe you need to bend the hood down a little bit with your thumb. But I've been highlighting things that you can do to make your game play better. But why should you listen to Canada? Because he's just a, a troll that nobody should listen to. And then the final thing that I saw is just ridiculous is this. So the other two things that I brought up where the posts were wearing so quickly on the game and that the target decals that you spent money on were just evaporating after like 50 to 100 plays because they're just stickers. They're not covered with any mylar, okay? So what has happened since then? And I'm reading this on Pinside because people have, have been asking, like I'm spending all this money on the game and what's the update? I'm here to tell you that once again, an issue that Canada's Pinball Podcast has brought up in the pinball world and brought to people's attention because two to 3,000 people listen to every episode, an issue that we raised on this show will now have a solution. So Hilton, instead of me going away, maybe you should listen to the things we're talking about on this show because we're actually making positive change happen in pinball. So I'm happy to report that Spooky Pinball is going to change the target decals on their games moving forward for Rick and Morty. So do not cancel your target decal order. You are going to have better Mylar protected, thicker decals that they're going to put on the games. If you've already received your Rick and Morty game, just email Morgan at Spooky Pinball and she will send you out the new target decals when they're available free of charge. Thank you, Canada, the guy that sucks that nobody should listen to, that nobody should take seriously. Thank you. Hilton, you're welcome. You're welcome. We're actually doing more good for this hobby and for this community than you are because you always do the same thing and say, hey, this game's perfect. It just needs a few tweaks. And then you you rattle off a, a laundry list of things that are wrong with the game. And then it's it's all about making your game work for you. See, what this podcast does is I want to make sure that everybody gets their game working the way it should. Not about your little tweaks just for you and your little Madison, Wisconsin crew, but everyone gets from the manufacturer what they pay for. And speaking of that, the other issue are the posts. These pinball life posts that are just deteriorating right away again. And this, these things are crap. They are total crap. And I saw that Hilton said, well, if you have issues with them, this is what he said. He said, you should take up those issues with pinball life because they make the post. No, 
Hilton, if I buy a game from Spooky Pinball and something in it is defective and wearing way too soon, my issue is with Spooky. They source the parts from Pinball Life. I have a warranty with Spooky Pinball. Spooky Pinball took my money. If I have issues with Target decals, am I going to go find the company that made the stickers? If I buy a car and, and let's say my exhaust is, is, is not working right, do I go find the vendor that supplied the exhaust to Dodge or do I go to Dodge? See, this is what I don't understand his logic. The way his brain works makes no sense. It's why if he had a pinball podcast, it would be at the bottom the bottom of the list every year when people voted on the best pinball podcast. No, the issue is with Spooky Pinball. And they also should change these posts. And they should find new posts and just mail them out to people. See, it's cheaper to get these little details right at the beginning. It's got to be a headache for Chuck and company to have to mail people these things. Because these products are cheap as, as F. Like, for them, it's like 10 cents a post. Now they got to spend a few bucks to send people something that they could have just put better ones in. And that's why there should be better quality control testing at all of these manufacturers. If Stern Pinball gave you target decals like these, you guys would roast them. If Stern Pinball gave you posts that fell apart this quickly, you guys would destroy them. And yes, Spooky Pinball does get a pass because they're a smaller company, but no more. The pass ends when you start selling people games that cost $8,500, $9,500. Heck, throw in a Cruiseman Playfield and a spooky pinball machine is over $10,000. So for $8,500, you're no longer selling a homebrew company machine at five, dollars $6,000. And you've got to get the details right. But I'll say this, Chuck and Morgan and company, they're immediately on it. They're immediately going to fix those issues and they're going to help people get what they need to make the games work right. And so the last thing, I think the only thing now, the only thing is to see what they do with these posts. I mean, look, I bought new posts. I bought a bunch of backup posts. They're so cheap. I really don't care about that. I, don't, I really don't care. And the last thing, I'm looking at my machine right now and it's in pieces a little bit. And you're like, oh, Chris, what did you do? I know Canada can't really do tech very well on pinball, but I'm swapping out the monitor on my Rick and Morty game because I just didn't like the washed out look of the stock monitor. And there's an LCD screen that actually creates much better contrast. It's only 60 bucks. So here's what I found out today because you have to order the monitor or the LCD and the new driver board for it. Now, the driver board looks exactly the same as the one I ordered. My, my LCD screen came in today, the new one, but my new driver didn't come in. And I was like, oh, it looks like it should just, it should work. So I, I, I took out the old LCD, I put in the new one, I plugged it in and it doesn't work with this driver. So now I've got a machine that's gonna be in, in, in pieces for a few days. And for those of you thinking about doing this upgrade, I'm sure it voids the spooky warranty. Uh, the other thing is this, it's not the easiest thing to do because the covering that covers the LCD, the metal piece, it actually sits underneath the speaker panel and the speaker grill. So you have to sort of take off all your speakers. You have to shimmy that plastic out of the way. You then get access to it. You have to take off, you have to take off the lock that locks the back box covering. So there, there's work to be done. It's not just a few screws and you're in and out. No, there's a lot more work than that. So for those of you who are squeamish about taking your games apart and having wires and screws and lug nuts everywhere, this is not the modification for you. You don't need it. The game still is, it's not going to make the game more fun. It's just going to make the images on the screen look a little better. 
Do I wish Spooky Pinball used these better monitors from the factory that had a better field of view? Absolutely, because it's only 60 bucks. Now, maybe they can't source 750 of them, and that might be why. Um, so I'm going to do this mod. I'm going to see how it works. People who did it on TNA swear by it. But again, proceed with caution because it's not for everybody to do this. Well, that's it for the midweek edition of Canada's Pinball Podcast. So you can give people a lot of pinball information in just a little bit of time. And we can do it without any drama. We can do it without any fighting. Look, and I, I love all the other pinball podcasts that are out there. I really do. I really do. There's not too much to talk about. We're all stuck at home. Everybody be safe. Don't be stupid. This thing has not gone away. COVID is still a real thing. I've known people who have passed away by it. I don't really talk about it. But if you think going out to arcades and playing pinball on location is the smart thing to do, I think you're wrong. I don't think it's safe. I don't think you should do it. And I'm not saying that to discourage my friends who have location play. It's just, we're just not there yet. We're just not there yet. And we're starting to see it spike in, in states that opened up early. What did people think was going to happen? What did you think was going to happen when you everyone just ran right back to the kinds of things that spread a virus? And touching a pinball machine and being in bars and being in, in arcades is not a safe place. It's just, to me, it's not worth it. It's just not worth it. All right, everyone. This was the midweek edition of Canada's Pinball Podcast. I hope you guys have a great week. We'll be back with some more news. And we're just here to prove to you that you can do a midweek show in the middle of the week. It can be done. I love you, Craig Bobby. Don't take it personally. You just don't have it in you to be mean about Canada saying that people who bought the Jurassic Park toppers are morons. I mean, you just can't do it. I heard you for five minutes try to like try to articulate how disappointed you were and everyone should just hold hands and have fun in pinball. You got to stick to your last man because now you're in with the big boys. Zach put you on the big stage and this is what it's like when you want to say stuff about Canada. We, we, we going toe to toe now. Midweek. I'm in the midweek. You're still trying to get some notes based on my show. Later. Blame on me. Bravo! Bravo!